0: Hello, world, and welcome to the Philanise Nash Experience Podcast, a new audio series of lighthearted and sometimes third-eye-opening conversations on a variety of topics. From the African-American perspective, I'm your host, Philanise Nash. Welcome. On this episode, we are chopping it up with a business leader and entrepreneur who has been successful in both the corporate and entrepreneurship ends of the spectrum. My guest today is an award-winning corporate, nonprofit and community leader with over 30 years of leading, coaching, mentoring, and training thousands of today's business leaders. On the corporate side, he serves as the chief ethics and diversity officer of the National Association of State Boards of Accountancy, NASBA, and also serves as the president of NASBA's Center of Public Trust. On the entrepreneur side, he is the CEO and president of the Alexander Success Group, where he is guiding talented leaders to business and personal success. Let's give a warm welcome to the success creator, Alfonso Alexander, to the show. Woo!
1: Alfonso Alexander, I like how you say that. Alfonso Alexander. Can you follow me and introduce me everywhere I go? Yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) Me and my team, we can put a little something, something together for you.
1: All right. All right.
0: So what I've been doing on my interviews is asking my guests about how they've been surviving the COVID pandemic, uh, both professionally and personally. So Alfonso, can you kind of just enlighten my listeners as to how you and your family have been surviving the pandemic on both ends?
1: Yeah, sure. And it, it it, what's interesting is variable. Uh, from, a, from a personal standpoint, it's been good Because I've spent time with family that I normally would not have spent. Um, You know, typically, I travel literally every week. I may be three days here in Nashville, two days on the road. Uh, But I haven't gone on a business trip since March. And so I'm home a lot more than normal, which is a good thing. So from that standpoint, it's been great spending more time with my family. But then also... I'm really big into exercise and fitness and uh, I've always had a mindset where I, I'm more productive from a from a health and fitness standpoint if I go to the gym uh, because the effort of getting there the energy that's there seeing other people work that has always been positive for me and you know I hadn't been to a gym since mid-march so this summer I started accumulating once I could find it workout equipment and I've started working out uh, in my garage now. So it's getting better, but, uh, I've gained, you know, they say, what is the COVID 15 or the COVID 19?
0: Uh, That's higher than what I heard. A COVID nine,
1: a COVID 10 on the personal side, family's been good, but the health and fitness has not been so good. And then from a professional standpoint, as I mentioned, a lot of my travel, um, that I've done over the years has been to generate business. I typically would go speak places and somebody in the audience would either bring me in to do some consulting work or some training or some type of strategy development for them, or they would buy some of the services from my nonprofit, the center for the public trust and not being able to travel. That really, really hurt. Uh, so what I ended up doing was I had to reinvent myself From a business standpoint, uh, shifted the focus of our consulting work to take on um, more strategy, more business development kinds of work and a lot of diversity work. Um, And then just realized from a couple of different instances that uh, their needs from other entrepreneurs who kind of plateaued that have said, you know what, I need some executive leadership in my organization and so I've been doing, doing some of that where I'm going in as an interim uh, executive and working in that capacity. The challenge that I've had there is I get in and I fall in love with the business and I want to stay. So we'll see how those kinds of things continue to work out. <laughs> so
0: you kind of gave us a little bit of background as far as your business is concerned, you um, but can we get a little bit more about your your origin story? Who is Alfonso Alexander?
1: Sure. How far do you want me to go back? You want me to go back to the one room log cabin or you want me to come back a little, little <laughs> sooner than that? Something that can fit in about two minutes. All right. Cool. Cool. So um, Ben, I'm, I was born and raised in Middle Tennessee, was a um, corporate guy, worked for a Fortune 500 company early in my career in in banking and operations, human resources, learning and development. Then I went into diversity staffing uh, and worked for a diversity staffing organization for 12 years, um, left there and started a consulting business doing what I'd done, leadership development and diversity staffing. Uh, and then my largest client ended up talking me into coming to work for them. I did that. We started a, a nonprofit entity as a part of that. So I got a chance to be in the nonprofit world and develop the niche really at helping young businesses that have maybe hit a snag or a plateau or new businesses put strategy around themselves so that they can grow. And uh, had done that and leadership development really for 30 years, uh, mm-hmm. you know, through the various entities. So. Um, my career is a little bit of a potpourri.
0: Gotcha. So let me go, let me rewind just a little bit because what I think I heard you say was you were in consulting for a while and then jumped into corporate and then back out into, or you're kind of, Oh, you're the over the fence right now with both. You're still in corporate, but you're, you've reintroduced yourself back in the entrepreneurship. So how is, how was that you know, moving back and forth between those. Well, how, what was that like?
1: Yeah, so so um, the the reason I left the entrepreneurial space at first was because my um, the CEO of the company that that I was working for, that largest client I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, really was doing some succession planning, and after you know we'd worked together on a few projects, he convinced me, made me an offer I couldn't refuse to come in. And, and I didn't realize at the time, but I was part of his succession plan. So, um, in doing so had a great opportunity, really learned a lot more, uh, his leadership style and the culture of that company was very different than others that I'd worked in. And so I had an opportunity to learn from that and enhance it. Then ended up staying, like I said, 12 years and in doing so now my situation is that I've got a little bit of a, uh, commitment to the corporate where I'm on retainer, if you will. And, uh, and I'm spending, you know, 80, 90% of my time doing entrepreneurial ventures, which is really, really fun and interesting.
0: So your wife, Mm -hmm. Nisha, who's a good friend of mine, she was on the show um, a little while back. Um, We just dropped her episode right before Thanksgiving, which was episode 21. And it was dealing with how to support your serial entrepreneur. You fit in that category. Turner fits in that category. And being the spouse of serial entrepreneurs can be difficult and tough. One of the things that I like to talk about on my shows is preserving the marital relationship when it comes to uh, one or both of the partners being in entrepreneurship. So... Your story is a little different because you you've taken a leap a couple of times.
1: Right. Was
0: there a time when you took the leap after you had gotten married to your wife? And how do you guys keep it together over during this time when you are you know working on your companies and doing the consultancy work? How do you maintain that? Is it communication? What what is the what's the 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 key to maintaining that? relationship in a healthy
1: manner? Yeah, Philanese, that's a great question. Let me give you a little context on it. A few years ago, several years ago, I was at a, a church service and I heard a pastor preach a sermon and he talked about the Garden of Eden having three rivers that flowed through it. And his correlation was having multiple sources of income and that you should have at least three. And I took that to heart. So, you know, prior to that, I played around with a few businesses, but immediately I started looking at and making plans on starting multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I really first got serious about charging for some of the consulting work that I did. And I did everything from at that time because we we were our youngest daughter was very small. We, I was making decent money, but it wasn't enough to do the things that we wanted to do. So I did everything from, I had a lawn service at one time. I had a carpet cleaning service at one time and I was going to work doing all of that stuff. I was Mm -hmm. doing that while I was getting my MBA. So it was just a lot going on, but I still kept that mindset. So even as I continued to grow in the corporate arena, I always had some other type of business on the side and it eventually got to where there were businesses that I had higher margins, better returns, and, and took less time for me as I grew and mature as a professional. So my wife has had to endure a lot of that. And so if you were to ask her, she would say, and I don't know if she really said this on the podcast. Did you get, Did you listen to it? I listened to it and she was a little milder in her statement than what I'm going to tell you. There's the real truth. Keep it real she is tired of me coming in here with all these different businesses. And she was like, man, get one and stick to it. And so I hear that about once every couple of years, although she's supportive. And at times when I present an idea to her, she's like, that's a good idea. And that's all I need to move forward. But then when she sees me putting in the work, she's like, what, you doing this again? That kind of thing. So your question about communication, that's so very important. But in our marriage, what I've learned is that even though all the five love languages are important for my wife, quality time is really important. So I have Mm -hmm. to make sure that I manage and budget my time so that even if I'm doing 10 other things, I've got to make sure that I'm giving her that quality time as a part of that or we will have problems and struggles. She's incredibly supportive as your listeners heard uh, when when she was on the show, but I have to make sure that I give her that quality time or we'll have problems and I don't like problems.
0: No, because happy wife, happy life. That's and right. But that That's is right. so, that is so insightful. That just taps into the fact that you're in tune with your with your significant other. And over time, because how, how many years have you all been um, married? I know she told us on her episode, but how long have you guys been married?
1: Yeah, we've been married nineteen years. April twentieth will be our 20th year.
0: All right, good, good, good. And so for for someone who is kind of early on in the marriage, um, and and if you're speaking to an entrepreneur, like someone who is just kind of starting to seek it out early on in the marriage, you know, what would be two things, two things that you would give as advice? To someone who is um, starting out early on in the marriage, so that they can keep it even and making sure that you have a happy, happy wife at home, so that you can go out and do what you want to do.
1: Be transparent with that spouse because, regardless of how things are going, it's always going to require more than you thought it was going to, and your spouse needs to understand that. And the best way for them to understand that is for you to be very open with them and say, hey, look, I thought this was going to take me six hours and I was going to be home at, at six, but it's taking eight and I won't be home until eight. So I just need you to know this. But then also making sure that they understand the total picture because a lot of times when they see you putting in this work, their attitude may be, well, I see you putting in this extra work, but I'm not seeing the extra income. Mm-hmm. So if you're building blocks, make sure that they know that you're investing right now for a greater harvest on the end. So that's, that's one piece of it, that transparency. The second I would say is making sure that you don't lose sight of the need to be there for your spouse. So that whole piece on quality time, uh, make sure that you plan that. And a lot of people say, well, if you plan something in a marriage, that takes away from the romantic side of things. I don't agree with that. I think you have to plan to be romantic. I think you have to plan to invest time in it. And, you know, many, many great leaders and entrepreneurs and business leaders have always said, you plan the things that are important for you. And so if quality time with your spouse is important, make sure that you plan for that because it's critical. If you don't plan for it, it'll get left out.
0: That's a nugget right there. I hope everybody listening even if you are into your business, make sure that you, you make time for the person who is, who is supporting you because it, it's a
1: two way street. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it's a growth process. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here saying this and I can speak about it authoritatively, but I'm saying I'm at best probably getting a C plus because I don't always <laughs> do it at the level that I need to, uh, but I'm learning, I'm growing.
0: So is it, is it a, a swinging uh, grade scale? Are you at an A sometimes and then you swing back down to a C and then you go back up to an A?
1: I, I probably stay in between the B minus and the D plus range.
0: I can give you one <laughs> thing that would probably keep you in the A range. You listening?
1: Okay. Let me hear you.
0: Uh, Gucci shoes. Oh Gucci, my goodness. Gucci oh, my shoes. Goodness. That'll keep you in Ooh. the A range for, for a long time. Yes. Yeah. I just. Well, I, let me I, ask
1: I, you this. Yes. Let me ask you this: Which one is less expensive, Gucci or Louis? Because I keep getting this pressure for some Louis. So which which one can I do better? It it just
0: it depends on the item. Now, if you if 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 it's a handbag, if it's a Louis handbag, you are in a in a a little bit higher than if it was a Gucci shoe. I can tell you that there's one particular shoe that I I I like. That's Gucci. Mm -hmm. It's about seven hundred and forty nine dollars as opposed mm-hmm. to the Louis bag. But it just depends. I mean, it just depends on, you know, if if you if you need to bump up two letter grades or, you know.
1: You know, it's strange that you would mention a Louis bag. And it might be, I don't know if it's just, you know, uh the Holy Spirit intervening there or if it's <laughs> a conversation that you had with your good friend. But uh I, I, I gotta be in a Louis bag category right now. That's that's uh and nice. I'm and I'm gonna no. On the card that I sign, when I give it, I'm going to say, this ought to guarantee me an A for several more months. Can I put that on there, you think? <laughs> no. <laughs> <I'm gonna fly. laughs> no, no.
0: Just You have to say, this is given with all the love in my heart. And then there you go.
1: Got it. Got you it. You just got to roll with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just have to roll with the time frame that that provides you.
1: Okay. It might give me. Two years might give me two days, but whatever it is, you, just roll with it. Just roll with it. Just roll with it. Just, that, I got you. because
0: you ain't gonna find nothing better than what she is, and you know, right? You, you know what I'm saying? So you you just gotta go with what the, the love language, right? There's time, and then yeah, there's yeah. time for gifts. So you know, and it's yeah. and it's, it's it's the giving season. I mean, you you can't go wrong with the Louis bag. But when when we're yeah. done, I want you to send me a picture of it. I want to see what it is.
1: Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, you, you can see all this enthusiasm I have about buying it. You know, I, I almost think it's like college tuition, but hey, you got to do it, right? You do. You should be skipping to the store. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I
0: am. Oh, good, 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 good. Happy wife, happy life. So we are getting close to the end of our session. And so um, I want to make sure that my um, listeners can follow you and and also link up with you about um, all of the services, the great things that you're doing as far as leadership, because you are leading and guiding people through their business uh, endeavors and uh, leading people to become positive business leaders and doing that equity and and inclusion piece so how can my listeners uh, follow you get in touch with you what's your social media handles
1: yeah uh the my website is um alexandersuccess.com so www.alexandersuccess.com you can find me there um you can uh catch me on instagram at um Alfonso-Alexander1, or you can catch me on Facebook at just, you know, the Facebook handle Alfonso Alexander. And Alfonso is A-L-F-O-N-Z-O Alexander. Uh, So you can get me at any of those places. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well. Um, So I'm I'm pretty easy to find. And as far as opportunities to uh, try and help people, that's what I look for. It's very clear to me that God put me on earth here to help people be better tomorrow than they are today. And the way that I can do that is help them to identify, define, and then try to pursue success for themselves. So all the businesses that I've done always have uh, the word success in it. And that's designed so that people understand that I am trying to help people create success. And that's what we do.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, And then also you have a podcast, right? That you have started recently.
1: Yeah, we're we're launching January in January. Uh, so we're we're putting together all our episodes now. It's fun. You need to come on there and Absolutely. and return the favor. Uh, you know, because some sometimes we get a little too serious, and I like not being so serious because I, yeah. I love it. So we need to get you on there. But uh, yeah, it'll come out in January, and it's called Thoughts from the Think Tank. So at my home, I've got uh, a basement area, the dungeon, I guess you know that they put me in. But I've got an office and a nice man dome down there with some jazz and sports theme areas. And so sometimes I'll do the, the podcast from the sports area, sometimes from the jazz area and sometimes from the office, because all of it is a think tank. And that's really where I can go and, and have some quiet time and get some thinking done and some good work done. And so uh, I bring in people. and We talk about what's important to them. And we just share those thoughts from the think tank. So look for it in January.
0: Awesome. We will. We will. Um, so, Alfonso, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Um, I also want to thank all of you, my listeners, for listening in or watching. If you're watching this uh, on YouTube, to the Philanies Nash Experience podcast, um, you can find the show notes my guest social media links and links to any of the other resources mentioned on this uh, episode on my website, which is PhilaniseNashExperience.com. You can find the audio. So we're we're in two places now. So we've got the audio podcast, which you can pick up on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We are also on Amazon and iHeartRadio. If you want to watch this episode, check us out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is the Philanese Nash Experience Podcast channel. Again, I'm trying to grow my subscribers. So subscribe in each area. You can also follow me on social media on Instagram, Philanese Nash, Facebook, Philanise Nash and LinkedIn, Philanese Nash. So again, Alfonso, thank you so much for coming on. And I want to make sure everyone enjoy your holiday. Stay safe, stay well, peace.